You're listening to LanguageCaster.com's Football Language Podcast. Welcome everyone to the show for all fans of football who wish to learn more about the language of the beautiful game. My name is Damien and I'm here in a chilly London where we're getting ready for the 5th of November fireworks celebrations here. Damon, of course, is in Tokyo, Japan. Damon, how are you getting on? Very well indeed, Damien. Lovely weather here, so all good. Now, as I mentioned, uh, this weekend we'll see lots of firework displays taking place in the UK. How about in Japan, Damon? When, when is it usual to see fireworks? Well, summer's the big time for fireworks in Japan, and they are fantastic events if you have the chance to go. They're often held next to rivers or by the sea, so they can be quite spectacular. Anyway, what do we have on today's show? Well, on the podcast today, we'll be reviewing a few of the big football stories from the week in our Good, the Bad and the Ugly review section. That's coming up next. Then we'll have our regular weekly quiz followed by some English for football phrases, which this week includes the phrase to pepper the goal. Then, of course, at the end of the show, we will be featuring the North London derby between Arsenal and Tottenham in our prediction section, along with Watford's trip to Liverpool and Chelsea hosting Everton. You are listening to LanguageCaster.com OK, let's start with our good, the bad and the ugly section. Damon, what was good for you this week? Well, it's been good for Chelsea and their manager's decision to change formation and go 3-4-3. That's playing three centre-backs. Now, their performances have been transformed and they won four on the bounce or four in a row and haven't conceded in those games either. Good for the Blues, which might not be so good for those they're chasing at the top of the Premier League. Man City, Arsenal and Liverpool. How about bad? Well, it's not been a good couple of weeks for my team, Spurs. Since beating Manchester City at the start of October, we have played six times in all competitions and won none, scoring only three times. The latest setback occurred this week at Wembley, fast becoming our bogey ground in the Champions League when Tottenham lost 1-0 to German side Bayer Leverkusen, which leaves the London side in third place in the group. They need to beat Monaco and CSKA Moscow in their final games to stand any chance of progressing to the knockout stage of the competition. Ah, Tottenham, Tottenham. How about ugly, Damon? (laughs) Tottenham, indeed. Well, I'm going to go with something particular to the UK, especially England, and that's the wearing of the poppy symbol on football shirts. The tradition of wearing the red flower, which symbolises the loss and sacrifice soldiers made in World War One and World War Two used to be a very private and personal choice. But now, all teams in England seem to have to print a poppy on their kit at this time of year. The actual day for remembering the deaths is on the 11th of November. But as early as last week, teams were wearing the symbol. I'm really not for this kind of thing in football, and actually agree with FIFA who want to stop England and Scotland from using this symbol when they meet next week. And if I agree with a FIFA ruling, that's got to be ugly. Yeah, it's a big debate here in England indeed at the moment, yeah. 
Ακούτε languagecaster.com Yes, you are listening to languagecaster.com and that was in Greek. Now we're looking for the message you're listening to languagecaster.com in another language. I think we have about 20 so far. So if you're interested in sending on your recording, you can do so by emailing us here at admin at languagecaster.com. Right, Damien, do we have a quiz question this week? Yes, we do. As it's the North London derby, I thought I'd ask a question about Tottenham versus Arsenal. So I would like to know who has scored the most North London derby goals since the Premier League started in 1992. So was it A, Gareth Bale, B, Robin Van Persie, or C, Emmanuel Adebayor? And we'll have the answer at the end of the show. And if you'd like to ask a quiz question, drop us a line here at languagecaster.com. Right, next up, we take a look at some of the football language from the week. Yes, one of the phrases from this week was inspired by one of our listeners, Will, who asked on our Facebook page, I don't know if this qualifies as a cliché, as I've only heard it once, but the commentator on BBC Radio Sheffield yesterday said of a cross that it had too much mustard on it. I assume he meant that it was too powerful, but it's hard to say with radio. Now, Damon, I had never heard this phrase before either, but I agree with Will that it probably means the cross was overhit. The cross had too much mustard on it. Fantastic stuff indeed. Well, this question from Will produced a host of other words and phrases that are connected to condiments. These are things that we add to our food, such as salt or sauce, from our other followers on Facebook, including Steve, who told us about a wonderful comment on a game from the Championship in England. Fans at Oakwell were left devastated today as Barnsley died for want of lobster sauce, needlessly giving away a late penalty with a careless handball inside the box. Now, again, I'd never heard of this phrase before, but I did know that the phrase for want of something means that something is lacking. And then I found out that according to the Free Dictionary, the phrase to die for want of lobster sauce means to be very upset due to a minor or small mistake. In fact, the website goes on to suggest that the origin of the phrase may be due to when a chef committed suicide on discovering he was unable to make a lobster sauce for King Louis XIV of France. Amazing stuff. I haven't heard of that phrase either. Um, now, that's not to be confused, of course, with last week's football language uh, point, which was prawn sandwich brigades. Totally different. That's right. Thanks to everyone who posted comments and suggestions on that thread on Facebook. Uh, Will, of course, for getting the whole thing started. Steve, Paul, Beatrice and Chris, who added a couple of lovely condiment-related puns using the words relish dip and ketchup great stuff now we would be interested to hear from our listeners about condiment words and phrases such as salt pepper and sauces that are used in football in your own language if you know of any then let us know by posting a comment here at languagecaster.com now damien you said that this week's football language phrase was related to the to this previous discussion and what are you going to explain well damien i'm going to talk about the phrase to pepper the goal. In football, we use the phrase to pepper the goal when we want to say that a team has had a lot of attacks and has created a lot of chances to score. The verb to pepper means to hit something repeatedly. 
So, to pepper the goal with shots means that a team repeatedly shoots at goal. So, for example, we can say that Tottenham peppered the West Brom goal but could not find a way past the keeper. To pepper the goal, to have a lot of shots on goal. Anything else, Damon? Yeah, I'm going to finish uh, this section with to turn the game on its head. So this phrase was used this week in one of the big Champions League matches. Sometimes in football, a team appears to be in complete control of a game. They're dominating their opponent and they may be winning by one or two goals, say 1-0 or 2-0. Now, as we know, football's a funny old game and anything can happen in a match, which also means that the game can dramatically change in an instant. In a recent Champions League game between Manchester City and Barcelona, the Catalan side were leading 1-0 and looking certain of another victory against City when suddenly the home side equalised after a defensive lapse. This energised the players and the supporters and in the second half City ran out 3-1 winners. The game had been turned on its head. One minute Barcelona had looked favourites to win but in the end it was City who won. Yeah, that was a great game on Tuesday night. Really, really good, top-quality Champions League stuff. Well done, City. Mm. Now, before we look at some predictions, we'd just like to remind you that you can contact us here at admin at languagecaster.com. Follow us on Twitter, that's uh, at languagecaster, or visit us on our Facebook page, Learning English Through Football. There you can let us know if there's any football language you'd like us to explain or add to our massive football language glossary. And we'd like to say hi to all those who are now following or liking us, including Mohammed, Rizwan and Domenico. Welcome to you all and keep spreading the word about us. Now, next up is this week's predictions. And listener, you can join in too in our Premier League predictions competition by coming along to the site. It's a great time to sign up for our November predictions as this week sees the first games of the month. So far, Damien has won both September and October competitions. So let's see if we can beat him this month. Now, in order to play, come along to our site, log in, and then you can see the predictions competition at the top of the menu bar on our website. Make your choices and then submit. Okay, let's start with the North London Derby, which takes place on Sunday at midday. A strange time for a football match, in my opinion. Damon, what do you think? Well, this is a game close to your heart, obviously, isn't it, Damien? And I know you're going to be nervous, um, but I don't think you're going to have to bother. I think this is going to be a nil-nil draw. Wow. A couple of weeks ago, I would have been confident, but we're going through a sticky patch, a bad run of form. So I'm not sure now. I think I'd take a draw, but I'll go for a 2-0 away win. Come on, you Spurs. Yay. Now, Damon, uh, your team are on fire at the moment and pundits and fans are talking about a title run. This week, Liverpool host Watford. What do you reckon? Yeah, well, Watford are uh, in a bit of good form. They're, you know, solid mid-table or, you know, just a little bit above. They're winning games. They're not uh, going to be a pushover. However, um, Liverpool at home, I think, this season are looking pretty good. So I'm going to go for maybe a 3-1 victory to the Reds. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go for a comfortable 2-0 home win. 
Okay, and the last game we're going to look at is Chelsea versus Everton. So, as we've mentioned, another team in top form is Chelsea, who've won four games in a row without conceding a goal. Lots of clean sheets for Conte's men. What do you think? I think this one will finish 1-1 with one of Chelsea's old boys, Lukaku, scoring for Everton. What about you? Yeah, I'd like a 1-1 draw. You know, that would be nice for my team Liverpool in their uh, push for the championship. Uh, but I've got a feeling Chelsea are going to go and uh, squeeze out perhaps a 2-1 win. Now, just before we go, what was the answer to this week's quiz question? Yes, we asked you who has scored most North London derby goals since the Premier League started. And the answer was C. Adebayor, he scored eight times, twice for Spurs and six times for Arsenal. Now, Bale and Van Persie both have scored five times in this fixture. Maybe Gareth Bale will come back and play for Tottenham again. Stop dreaming. Enjoy all the football and we'll see you again next week when we'll be looking ahead to some more World Cup qualifiers. Bye. Bye.